September the 10th, 2016. I'm your host, Metal John, on Twitter at Metal John Radio. And along with me is just another jerk from Chicago, Mr. Brad Risto. Oh, I am Outsider Brad on Twitter, and I am pleased to be with you, my good bosom buddy. Yes, today's episode is a feature episode, and it's all about Mr. Tom Hanks. Yep, His new movie, Sully, directed by Clint Eastwood, opened this weekend. Yeah. And we figure we would honor Tom Hanks by talking about some of our favorite Tom Hanks movies. We each got a top five Tom Hanks list. We'll yep. go through and uh, we'll throw out some random facts about Mr. Hanks. Mm-hmm. So uh, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks, he was born yes. on July 9th, 1956 uh-huh. in Concord, California. Yes. Um, he's been in a lot of movies. Yes, he's had a very eclectic career. Not only as an actor, but, I mean, he wrote a lot of movies. Yep. He's directed a few things. He's produced a ton of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, you know, his uh, speaking of his movie, Sully, let's mm-hmm. just point out something, an interesting fact here. You know, Tom Hanks seems to have some sort of obsession with being in a movie that has to do with some sort of air disaster. In Castaway, his plane crashed, and yes. he lived on an island. Yes. Apollo did. 13. He was on Apollo 13, air disaster. Yeah. And Sully, somewhat of an air disaster. It's short air disaster, but nonetheless, yes, he does ha- He does seem to go for And he also likes doing biograph- or biography movies, I and, should say. Uh, and historical ones, yeah. yeah I mean, he was... obviously, Saving Private Ryan. Yep. And Forrest, Mr. Uh, Banks. Mi- yes, Mr. Banks. Um, the well, one- Forrest Gump Ke- wasn't based on a true story. No, Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> there you go. That was a good one, even though that was more a Leo movie, but still, he was good in that one. Yeah. So he's uh, he's done his fair share. I mean, um, obviously one of the biggest actors on the planet. But anyway, so we've got a top one five list. Let's go right to it. We'll start with number five. No, I want to start with a bit of a oddball one that you may have never heard of. Okay, this is your number five? This is, let's call it a number six. Okay, all right. Because it is such a weird one. All right. It's a film called Skullduggery. Never heard of it. It is a movie about a bunch of college-age kids. It was basically a movie to scare people away from playing Dungeons & Dragons. He plays a kid who um, uh, gets overly invested in a Dungeons & Dragons group and pretty much goes insane. He has a pretty much small part, but it is just such an odd movie. And as I've sometimes played Dungeons & Dragons and other um, uh, games like that, it's kind of funny to watch them just kind of go with every trope about Dungeons and Dragons. It'll make you a Satanist. It'll make you do stupid stuff. It's demonic. I might and have to see this. It is a weird flick. I mean, it has. Is nothing it a o- Tom Hanks movie though? He's in it. It's not really a Tom Hanks movie, but he is in it. He's okay. a character. This was one of his ones when he when he was younger. Okay. Just starting out as an actor. Hmm. So let's go to your number five, Tom Hanks. Production, let's say. All right. I'm going 1995, The Green Mile, based on the Stephen King novel. That is Um, a good one. And I think it's safe to say that that is a Tom Hanks movie. Because Tom Hanks has been in a lot of stuff where maybe he's not necessarily, it's not him. The star. this list is just more or less our top five movies where he had a, a, a part in it. And he had, a, and he was a reason why it was a top movie. Yes. And Green Mile, perfect example. I mean, he is the main star in that movie, along with Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Um, until I almost completely forgot that it was based on the Stephen King novel, yeah. but it is. And, and uh, another good period piece. Absolutely. It, it's a great flick that um uh, just shows off um 
the acting the acting ability that um Michael Clark Duncan had in his one big flick was amazing, but just the character development because uh, Michael Clark Duncan's character is relatively static throughout it. He is um a, the star, no doubt, but he doesn't have much of a journey from A to B. The journey of the film is that of Tom Hanks from the beginning of the movie as a somewhat jerk. Yep. To not a jerk at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's sort of the... Uh, he the, has the character arc. Yeah, I was going to say Tom Hanks is sort of the anchor in that movie. Yeah. He's the one who kind of has all these different personalities mm -hmm. that are clashing, and he's the one that's like, look, everybody, just chill out. Just take a minute. And he's the one who's got to manage all of those, and he does it with class. Yes, <laughs> class and poise. Now... All right, you're number four, Brad. My number five. Oh, yeah, that's five. right. You had a six. You yes, threw in an um, extra. Yes, well, I wanted to throw in a weird one. My five isn't a movie, but you never forget the first time you met, saw a guy. Bosom buddy of mine, bosom buddies, the sitcom that pretty much launched his career. Okay. It's, it's insubstantial, but without it, there probably is no Tom Hanks career. I think you have a valid point there. Because that's what got him noticed to people. Yes, it was um, in his 80s comedy, um, uh time but still it's an amazing little show not amazing little show but just to know that this huge megastar probably at the top when he was at his peak the best actor going started in a sniveling comedy like that just doing weird things i mean just think about the concept of that well it's an all-women's building what are we gonna do we're gonna put two guys in it how they, first of all, came up with that idea. And you know what? The antics that came across in it were, quite frankly, amusing. It's obviously nothing that was substantial, but still a fun series. And I had to go with his the first time you saw him. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you go with your number four, so we're on the same page. Number so. four, Castaway. That's my number four. Just a great character piece, completely driven by him. Very little dialogue throughout the bulk of it as he's just on an island by himself, just acting with himself and, you know, a volleyball, but still. Great co-star. Great co-star, but still just the amount of character that comes across as he pretty much has his mental breakdown on the island and struggles to get off. Just a truly magnificent movie. No, I, I agree. It is a it is a great film, and what what makes this film so awesome is the fact that when you think about the whole concept of the movie it's a it's a two hour plus movie of a guy on an island all by himself all by talking himself. to a beach volleyball yeah. you say that to somebody nobody wants to see it no but then you, you actually you... invest the time and you are it's an amazing one one person movie oh yeah i know i it's... mean it just adapting it's... to to the life mm -hmm. and you know because we've all wondered what would you do if you were stranded on an island and the movie kind of plays with some of those mm -hmm. Uh, challenges you may face if you were stranded on a, on an island, it's you a, know, and and what would you do, you it, know? It's a two-hour basically soliloquy as he's by himself, driving the story by himself. It was a tour de force and one of his best. And also earned him an Oscar nomination yes. in 2001. Mm -hmm. All right. My number four, Toy Story, 1995. Oh, Woody. I did not think to even... Put that one there. Oh, Woody. But how, how about the entire just Toy Story that's, franchise? That's what I was going to say. It's basically my number four is the entire Toy Story franchise. I mean, I'm excited about Toy it, Story 4 coming out next year, I think it is. Yeah. I can't wait. I, 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 I mean, this is probably, it's I can childhood. honestly say it's my favorite 
Disney franchise's yes. Toy Story. Well, it's it's also, for me, I'm a little bit younger than you, but it's part of our childhood. That came out when I was in fifth grade. Yep. And the movies kept coming out, and you just kept seeing them. Did you get all the Burger King toys? I did not get I all did. the Burger King toys. I got all the Burger King toys <laughs> when they... They had, like, little puppets, and so I got them back all. When, back when Burger King was still doing toys and trying to compete with McDonald's. Can't beat McDonald's, Burger King. Sorry, the Happy Meals got you beat. Yeah, Happy Meals these days suck, though. Well, yes, they do, but I some of the, back then, Happy Meal had the best toys. Absolutely. I remember, I remember the Beanie Baby craze in 1996. Oh. That I, was horrible. What about, what about all the Batman toys McDonald's had when yeah. they partnered with Batman 89 and Batman mm-hmm. Returns and Batman Forever? Yes, Toy Story just did a great franchise. Obviously, great co-star in Tim Allen and Joan Rivers. Yes. Everything about that. It just And, of course, the one that scene that will make me cry every damn time, the Jesse song from Toy Story 2. Aw. Cry every damn time. I can't watch that thing and not cry. Yeah. I, it definitely tugs on your heartstrings when you're watching it. I, I mean, that entire franchise is awesome. I love watching yes. Andy grow up. Yes. Um, I will say this, though, in all fairness and being honest here, I'm a bigger Buzz Lightyear fan than I am well, Woody. Well, who is How, it? However, though, again, just like Green Mile, Woody is the his, he's the anchor. He's the yes. one who kind of controls all the chaos with the toys. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's trying to say, look, you're just a toy. You're not really well, a space alien. <laughs> well, at least in the first one. In the second one, the roles are kind of reversed as Woody gets a big head. I'm worth a oh, million and Woody, dollars. And then Woody falls in love. Yes. Uh. But just a, a, an amazing set. Okay, since I did, did my four and then you did your four, what's your number three? My number three, probably one that you haven't seen. Maybe you have. Yeah. 1987? Mm-hmm. You got a, a got a guess? Um, no clue. Dragnet. I, that was on my going to be on my list. Oh, I love that one. I love it. Pep Streeback. Oh. Pep Streeback. I mean, with da- but funny, funny Dan Aykroyd before he went completely and utterly insane. Yeah, funny Dan Aykroyd. I mean, but then again, though, Dan Aykroyd was a very uptight, yes. model detective. You know, Joe Friday. <laughs> he he was. He was he was the one who did everything by the book. Pat yes. Strebeck, Tom Hanks, very oddball, goofy I guy. I was gonna put that on my oh, list. I love that movie. I it's got a enough. great villain. I mean, Buzz, Buzz mm-hmm. Abel. Oh, I have I a love it. I have a comedy at my number three too, which we'll get to. But that is just a fun movie. It's insubstantial, but one hundred percent pure fun. And that was I. It's really, I mean, it's entertaining from start to finish. Yes. And and what's great about this movie is we've all seen like Tom Hanks go on from this movie to win Oscars, do some really serious roles. Same with Dan Eckerd's gone on to do some, you know, some really serious roles. But when you watch this movie, it's something that you don't see from any of these two actors anymore. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, And it's a great buddy cop movie. If we were to do a podcast on buddy cops, which I think we will one day. Oh, God. This is definitely in in my top five buddy cop movies. The 80s had some great ones. But my, okay, so my number three. Speaking of buddy cops, Turner and Hooch. Oh, oh yeah, I love a good dog movie, and with Tom Hanks being the beleaguered guy that has to take care of this huge mammoth monster of a dog, it's just pure fun. And once again, an insubstantial one from his comedy days, but once again, just great. And watching his career progress from once again going back to that point watching his career progress from that point on as he goes from these comedies, as he goes from being the co- the kind of goofball comedy actor to be the magnum force 
uh, serious drama actors we'll be getting into, and as I'm sure is our no, both no, number one and number two picks. Yeah. Yeah, Tudor and Hooch. I wasn't not not a huge fan of it, but you know, it's it's internet. It's good. it's a good one. Good. I I enjoy it. It's got a nice little romance story, and I love dog movies. Sorry. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to be, agree here on our next two, but we'll see. Well, My are number. We, are we gonna? Do you think we're gonna be um one hundred percent simpatico, or do you think we're gonna um uh, flip flop? Uh, I think we might be a hundred percent. Okay, so let's just do it uh, in uh, uh, number two and three, two. two. One. One. Saving Apollo Private Ryan. Apollo 13. What? Saving oh! Private Ryan. See? Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll go with mine first. All okay, right. go ahead. Apollo 13, 1995. Uh, first of all, Ron Howard's best film ever. Yeah. Uh, great cast. Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Gary Sinise, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Um, Commander John. Lovell. I remember seeing this movie. This is one of the first movies that I went and sat in a theater by myself and watched. I was 15 mm-hmm. years old. I know I went to the movies all the time with my family, and this was like one of those weekends where I wanted to see Apollo 13. The rest of the family wanted to see something else, so they let me go see Apollo 13 by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little teary-eyed watching it. And yeah. to be honestly, every time I watch Apollo 13, I, I, I do get a little emotional. Yeah. It's such a fantastic story. Yes. Obviously, true story. I'm a little bit of a... I, I'm a I'm a I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to the whole NASA and science and space oh, thing. Oh yeah, I agree. To where I, I'm not like a hardcore geek about it, but I'm I'm infatuated with it. Right. I I I love the ideas uh, about it. So I'm always one of those people that's constantly like looking into stories like this. And, and Apollo 13, fantastic film. Right. Um, for me, um, my favorite scene of that um uh of entire movie is at the end when you are in um, his son's classroom as they're coming through the atmosphere, and the celebration there is my favorite part of it. Oh, man. That, I mean, that's when I – honestly, that's when you get the most emotional. Yes. Is uh, Ron Howard does such a great job telling that story is you know how it ends. Yeah. You know they're okay. But when you're watching the movie, you're on the edge of your seat with your fingers crossed. I really hope they make it. I, I really hope they make it. It's and so when bad. they hit that atmosphere and everybody just goes nuts, I mean, just – the music score, everything about the way that was put together. It's a mm-hmm. masterpiece. Okay. So moving on from your number two, Apollo 13, my number two, Saving Private Ryan. How could you not have this in your top five? It's a great film. It's it is a great film. And great, I love war movies. It's a great war movie, and it just has this – it's a simple mission. Go save this kid. And, yeah, his character meets his end. And it's the tragic hero story, the classic tragic hero story. And it's just told so great by Steven Spielberg. Yep. Just one of the Another best. Oscar nomination for Tom Hanks? Yes. Another one of his best. Just the her, everything about it is great. And, of course, the best um, scene ever, one of the best movie scenes ever is the filming of The Storming of Normandy. Oh, I, everything I love, about that. That's like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is like that whole first 20 minutes of them yeah. running down the beach. Um, you know, not going to lie, I, I find some of that comical, you know, like the guy looking for his arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the, the guy with all of his guts hanging out, and he's like, oh, and he's trying to put it back in. Uh, I don't know. I, I find some of that stuff, but I well, love war the, movies. It's the chaos I love of war, war movies. Um, and, and yeah, no, Tom Hanks, I, I, I know we're in agreement on number one. So before um, we get to that, you know, obviously Tom Hanks nominated for Oscars. You know, Saving Private Ryan was another one. Big. I mean, here's one that could have easily been in my top five and your top five as well that we both over Philadelphia. Oh my! There's God. another fantastic first, Tom Hanks movie. His first dramatic film, the first one. 
I mean, the one that basically he'd been doing comedy, 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 comedy. Boom, Philadelphia. And let's talk about Philadelphia for a second because I know it's not our number one. Yes. Let's. It's Forrest Gump, all right. We're both got Forrest Gump as yes. number one. See, so right before here. we before Forrest we Gump. But before we get to that, Gump, I forgot the P. But before we get to that, Philadelphia. We're talking about here's a movie that tackled a very, very important subject that a lot of people didn't really talk about, and that's AIDS. You know, in the it, '80s, it was yeah. I mean, and it, it it had to do with homosexuality and AIDS, mm-hmm. and there's two big topics that a lot of people just yeah, we're not going to talk about. I don't want to talk about and, that. And here's a movie that addressed both in a great way, told a great story, very sad story too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tom Hanks was was fantastic in it. Um, you know, he won the Oscar for that. That's yeah. one of his uh, what one of his two wins. Yep. Um, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump are his two best actor yeah. Oscar wins. Um, so I'm going to give, I, I think, I think I'm going to give Philadelphia a one B. <laughs> yeah. And a very big, important, honorable mention. But as we move on now to number one, it is Forrest Gump, the tour de force that while Philadelphia was his big one, that the one that got him noticed, it got him noticed for the role of Forrest Gump, basically that yep. basically made his career. Everything about that film just amazing. I mean, I realize it's just this um uh, thing that this guy was there for all these important events, but it's just told so well and it's so damn entertaining. I mean, I'd like to think that I sort of live a little bit of a Forrest Gump type life. At least I I, I strive to. I try to do big things, see big things. Right. And it's a movie that really should inspire you to really do as much as you possibly can for the time you're here. Yeah. And and that's what Forrest Gump does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really just, one thing after another after another, finding a new passion, finding a new passion, but never forgetting his roots. I mean, and honestly, and I know I've said this before on our podcast, Forrest Gump to me is the best tribute to moms in the world. Because oh, yeah, I know. Despite everything he goes through in life, mom is always number one. Right. He always, mama this, mama that, everything is about his mom and Tell you what, man, on Mother's Day, you sit and watch that movie, you cry. Yes. Uh, the first year it was out on VHS, I was just a little kid, Went, did had very little money. Instead of renting my weekly video game, I rented that for my mommy. Oh. And that was besides my all of present. the serious tone in this movie, too, it's funny. Yes. Gary Sinise is probably the funniest thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. All the military war stuff is just great. Yep. Um... Um, but just everything he stumbles across, it is an amazingly told story. Just top-notch storytelling, top-notch acting, top-notch directing, top-notch everything. Everything came together with this film. Just one of the best films of all time and one of the best acting performances of all time. Yeah, and, and it was uh, his second and last Oscar win uh, for Best Actor. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen Sully yet, so I don't know what Sully's going to be like. I thought he deserved an Oscar for Saving Mr. Banks, but that movie really got overlooked in the Oscars. I think um, uh, he's deserved a couple of them. I think, I think he deserved it for Green Mile. I think he deserved it for Castaway, and I think he deserved it yeah. for Saving Private Ryan. But but let's face it, I mean, the Best Actor, Best Actress categories, there's always so much talent in there. It's so yeah. hard to, like, you want to almost give something to everybody, but you yeah. can't, you and know? When you're, and when you're the guy that already has two, it's going to be harder to win because, like, well, he already has well, two. Well, it took Leo a long time to get one. <laughs> yeah. It's like he already has two. Speaking of Leo, once again, Catch Me If You Can, a great flick that we didn't mention. He has been in so many good flicks. It's just unbelievable. Mr. Hanks, 
You have had a tour de force career. Thank you for all the great memories. And all the new movies coming out. Yes. So probably five years from now, somebody's going to listen to this podcast and be like, wow, why you guys forgot about these movies? And this? Oh, wait, they taped that five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Why didn't they know that he was going to do that movie? So, I actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing Sully this weekend. But it was great talking Tom Hanks with you, yep. Brad. Yep, um, I think we're going to probably call it quits here. Um, we'll call it an episode here. We'll be back um, uh, maybe in two weeks because there are some things uh, that might be, uh, come up. But we're going to do our best to try and get one out next week. We're going to have a season preview episode as seasons are starting out um, on the CW, on uh, Fox. Everything's starting Walking up. Dead's coming back. So we're going to do a season preview episode next. But that's coming your way. Um, I am Outsider Brad on Twitter. I'm Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. This has been episode 43 of the Hillcrest Duo, and we'll see you again next time with episode 43.